0: Welcome to Lymphedema Podcast. I'm Betty Westbrook, a certified lymphedema therapist and the voice behind Lymphedema Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to provide answers and explanations for people affected by the lymphatic disease, lymphedema. This podcast is for patients, family members, medical professionals, and anyone interested in lymphedema. Each month, I will discuss a new topic related to this disease to help you learn more and navigate better your journey ahead. Between shows, you can catch me on IGTV or Instagram TV, as well as monthly live Q&A sessions. I'm so passionate about teaching others about lymphedema that I created this podcast just for you. Thanks for joining me. I hope you're ready to learn something new today. Disclaimer. As a certified lymphedema therapist, all information provided is based on my professional experiences and education. I recommend that anyone who feels they have lymphedema or have been medically diagnosed with lymphedema seek in-person medical treatment from a certified lymphedema therapist. Welcome back for episode 49 of Lymphedema Podcast. I am so excited to introduce to you today my guest for the podcast. Amber is a teenager from Texas. And although she was diagnosed with lymphedema at the age of 13, she doesn't let that stop her from playing the French horn or from being a drum major in her high school marching band. If she's not practicing or performing with the band, she's at church or hanging out with friends. Amber, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: (laughs) Thanks. Well, I want to kind of let everybody know, um, one, what a rock star you are. Um, just off the start of this podcast interview, because I met you last month in Texas at a Learn Texas chapter meeting there in Dallas. Um, You were officially the youngest person attending the meeting. And I thought that was just so cool and just showed so much of your character that you would give up time on a Saturday as a teenager to go and sit in a meeting and learn more about lymphedema. So kudos to you. I think you are awesome. Oh, thank you. (laughs) I know we talked about you being diagnosed at 13, but before you were diagnosed, did you have any signs or symptoms of lymphedema?
1: Yeah. So when I was 11, um, you know, I didn't really notice it. Honestly, my mom started to, you know, I remember one day she was like, your left like foot looks kind of swollen and I was like, Oh yeah, I mean I guess <laughs> you know, like I I noticed it but I didn't really want to be like, Oh yeah. So there was swelling and like it started to get kind of hard to go like shoe shopping. I remember I was at my cousin's wedding and um I was a bridesmaid and I had to find shoes and we went shoe shopping and like it was really difficult to find anything that would fit both of my
0: feet. Um
1: in one pair of shoes, so.
0: How old were you when you started to notice that or when your mom maybe mentioned it to you? I was 11. Do you have any other changes that kind of tipped you off that something else was going on? Honestly, not
1: really. It was mostly the swelling that we noticed just as the swelling started to get worse. That was pretty much the only thing that really, you know, we were looking into trying to find out why my leg was swelling. And
0: After you got the diagnosis, what was it like learning that you had lymphedema finally getting a name for what was calling causing the swelling?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, the process of even just getting the diagnosis was like really long. And, um, you know, we went to several doctors to try to see if they knew what was going on. And, um, you know, we pretty much just got, you know, I think that there's nothing wrong. That's just the way your foot is, like one foot's just bigger than the other. Um, and most of the swelling was in my foot, um, versus my actual leg. But so finally, um, you know, it was a couple of years and my mom was doing a lot of research and she came across lymphedema and she was like, you know, I think that this might be what it is. And so we found a vascular surgeon in Dallas, um, and we went to see him and he was like, he, you know, he did an ultrasound, um, on my leg and he was like, okay, i th- this is definitely lymphedema. Um, and so, you know, he kind of explained to us what that meant and I was now I had just turned 13. Um, and so, yeah, he explained to us what that meant. And then, um, he was like, okay, you need to go and get a compression sock, um, and, you know, start wearing it to help manage this. And so literally on the way home from that doctor's appointment, Um, you know I went into it not really knowing what to expect and on the way home we stopped um, and picked up some compression socks and I put them on and you know I've worn a compression sock every day since so that was pretty you know I just remember coming home from that doctor's appointment and like you know I didn't really know how to process it I was like okay you know that's pretty overwhelming to like one day suddenly be like okay, you have lymphedema, go get a compression sock and you're going to wear it every day for the rest of your life, you know? Um, So I remember coming home and just coming, like, and sitting in my bedroom and just being like, okay, like, (laughs) you know, what just happened? Um, And, you know, I mean, I was feeling pretty sad, you know? I didn't, I don't think I really fully understood what it meant. And so, you know, maybe, like, in my mind, you know, I was just imagining things like, "Oh, I'm not going to be able to do like anything for the rest of my entire life," um, because there was still so much that I didn't
0: know. Well, yeah, and when you're 13 and someone tells you, "Here's this sock you can basically never take it off again," right? That's kind of traumatizing and a little intimidating at the same time because, I mean, style is important when you're 13 and mm-hmm. going through the rest of your teenage years and. Really, honestly, for the rest of your life, like, you will adapt to your own style. And I just think that's crazy that... Did he give you much more feedback on the compression stocking? Did he tell you, like, its intention? Or do you remember them explaining it? Or do you just remember them being like, hey, this is what you need to get. You'll be fine.
1: Um, Gosh, I can't... I mean, it was only, like, four years ago. But it's hard to remember. Um, I do remember... I don't remember exactly what the doctor said... Um, but I do remember him being really good about explaining things to me as well as to my mom. You know, it wasn't just a conversation between him and my mom. He was explaining things to me and what it meant. So I don't remember what he said, but it does seem like, you know, he explained things as well as he could in a couple of minutes, you know, um, about, you know, why I needed to go and get a compression sock and what lymphedema meant and, um, you know, explain why my leg was swelling. So. so
0: since then, through the last few years, what's it been like learning just how to manage the lymphedema?
1: Man, it's been, it's been kind of crazy. Um, so after I was diagnosed, you know, they were like, okay, you need to go and do the, um, the like, physical therapy, the manual lymph drainage. And so, you know, my mom was trying to find Um, people that would see me because I was only 13 and so there's a couple of places that we went to that you know wouldn't see me because of my age and wouldn't um, treat me and so we finally found somebody um, a certified lymphedema therapist that was actually very close to our house so we were really lucky um, that would see me and so I went and um, started doing the treatment Um, and during the first couple of weeks when they were just starting the um, lymph drainage, I was going a couple of times a week or once a week, maybe, I can't remember exactly, Um, but they had my legs bandaged. Um, And the first time I went, they were like, okay, don't take this off until the next time. And then next time we'll teach you how to bandage it yourself. Um, And this was the day before my eighth grade band banquet where, you know, you get all dressed up and um, you go and like, you know, you celebrate your band experience and so I remember being like feeling really weird about that and like begging my mom to let me take the bandages off um but so like initially it was really like weird um since then so I did the treatment or the drainage for a couple of weeks and then once that was over it was kind of just like okay now um You know, they helped us work with our insurance to get um, us a flexi-touch pump um, at home. And so I have one of those now and I use it. Um, And that's pretty much, you know, what I've been doing for the last couple of years. I haven't, you know, that's pretty much all I've had. I just keep wearing the compression socks and doing the the pump. And, you know, my lymphedema is pretty well under control.
0: So I know that when we talked in Dallas, you had mentioned, like, during marching band practice, what kind of, I mean, I remember you telling me, but I want to kind of share it here. Like, what kind of challenges have you had with kind of maintaining your activity level and just staying active? And, like, what kind of challenges have you had with that? And how were you able to kind of overcome or adapt to them? I
1: mean, so when I was in eighth grade, um, it was getting close to being time for, um, marching man to start and they were starting to teach us how to march. And I remember being like, I don't know, like what this means with lymphedema. Like, I mean, I really didn't know that much about lymphedema, even though at this point I had had it for a year or had been diagnosed for a year. You know, we did some research and we talked to the, the lymphedema therapist that I had seen. She was like, no, you should be fine. Um, you know, just make sure you, you know, watch and make sure that, things don't get out of control, but, you know, you should be fine. And so, um, I went and, you know, everything turned out fine. There hasn't really been any challenges. I mean, since I was diagnosed, honestly, I feel like I've been pretty lucky, like with the swelling, like things have never, it's I've never like flared up really bad. It's been pretty smooth sailing, if you can say that.
0: What's really um, good though. I mean, I'm glad that you've kind of had that experience instead of it being really debilitating and impacting your life. Right. So that's that's a blessing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, honestly, really the biggest challenge overall um, with lymphedema and especially in those first couple of years was just, you know, I really didn't know how to like talk to people about it or, you know, I felt really self-conscious about Wearing, um, you know, shorts or like letting people see my compression sock, um, because I didn't want people to ask because I didn't know what I would say, um, or what they would say, um, and you know, that was that was something that was you know pretty difficult. And my first, my freshman year doing marching band, that was like you know you have to wear shorts all the time because it's summer in Texas, <laughs> um, and so. I found that people didn't ask me about my compression sock as much as I thought they would. And that was a good experience for me to, you know, realize that, you know, that kind of helped me realize, okay, people aren't like looking at me as much as I think that they are, you know, that's just all in my head. That process, um, you know, through marching band, I started to get more comfortable with um, people seeing things and realizing that when people did ask me about it, they were just like, you know, genuinely like, Oh, what is that? Um, and when I would explain it to them, they'd be like, Oh, well, that's interesting. I didn't know about that. Um, but still for a couple of years, I mean, through my freshman and sophomore years, um, I really struggled with dress shopping. Um, you know, there's a couple of, we have like, you know, formal events in band that, you know, we dress up for at the end of the year. Um, and so looking for dresses for that, you know, that was honestly one of the hardest things for me to be like, okay, it's okay. If people can see my compression sock, you know, it'll be okay. But I wanted to find dresses that like went all the way down to my ankles, which is harder than you would think. Um, yeah, and I it learned... actually
0: really is. Yeah. <laughs> Everything <laughs> yeah. is like n- above the knee for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And so I kind of had to get to a point at the end of my sophomore year where I was like, okay, look, like, you know, I've been doing this for a couple of years now and nobody has ever said anything, you know, like mean to me about this. You know, people are just genuinely like curious and you know, I live in Texas. It was about to be summer again. I was like, I can't keep wearing jeans all summer because I don't want anybody to see my compression sock. Um, so I went and I bought some pairs of shorts that I really liked um, that I thought were really cute. And then I just was like, okay, I'm just going to wear these and, you know, some days I'll feel really uncomfortable and feel like people are staring at my compression socks, but I want to get comfortable with this. And so that's what I did. That was this last summer. Um, I just, you know, tried to get myself more comfortable with wearing shorts and eventually I was like, okay, you know, nobody's saying anything, you know, I don't want, this to control like my outfit choices and like what I'm going to do for the rest of my life if this is something that I'm going to have to deal with you know
0: I love that you just totally went for it and you're like I'm going to wear these shorts whatever yeah (laughs) (laughs) because honestly and I'm I'm being a little dramatic here but it's almost life or death in Texas because it's like Mm -hmm. wear jeans or pants and sweat to death right or get something that's going to give you a little bit of a breeze and let you kind of cool off so
1: yeah for I sure. I think that's no, so cool sad. you're like
0: look here I am here's my shorts my compression stocking let's go yeah one thing that I really think is important is just kind of paying it forward and paving the way for the next generation of kids and even adults with lymphedema that's one of my main things with lymphedema podcast and you're officially the youngest person I've had on the show so that's pretty mm-hmm. cool um, I'm wondering, what would you want to tell another kid or teenager that's going through this same process through the diagnosis and the learning curve of how to adapt to this new normal? What would you want to tell them, you know, three, four years later on the other side of a diagnosis and kind of seeing how your life has changed and in some ways how your life hasn't changed from having lymphedema? What would you want to tell them? Yeah. Um. You know, I think the, the
1: biggest thing, and like I said, I've been very fortunate that, um, you know, I haven't had any really experiences with my lymphedema, um, you know, stopping me from doing anything really. Um, but for me and for somebody that, you know, has similar, uh, similar situation, you just have to, you know, accept it and not let it, like, it sounds so cheesy, but like not let it define you know, everything that you're going to do and, um, you know, the things that you're going to go out and do and the things that you're going to wear. It's really overwhelming at first, especially to be like, you know, 13 and be a kid and not really know that much. Um, And for them to be like, okay, just do this. Um, And, you know, you're still learning a lot. But I feel like, something I've really learned is that you just have to take things one day at a time. And especially with something like this, you know, you can't really be thinking about, okay, like, how is this going to affect me like 10 years from now? Because, you know, it's right now. And if you're trying to worry about that, that's so overwhelming and like, you don't know, um, like you just can't know. So you just have to think about what's happening right now and learn as much as you can. Um, and just, don't let it control everything that's happening in your life.
0: I think that's such great information and advice to take it one day at a time because really you'll cause yourself more stress and anxiety trying to plan ahead so far in advance when you're not really looking at what you're going to do tomorrow. So I think that's really great advice. Looking back, what could have helped you through those hard times? I know um, you've been really fortunate that your lymphedema hasn't been extremely severe and that you've mm. essentially kind of maintained your normal activities, but I don't want to sugarcoat it and I don't want to give that false positive look that life is just great and sometimes you just smile and go on, like yeah the the learning curve, just adapting and trying to learn about lymphedema, um, those can be hard and just scary times, so I'm wondering what could have helped you get through those days a little bit better and what did help you get through those days?
1: Um, I mean, first of all, I really, you know, it wasn't up until recently when I went to that learn meeting um, that we met at last month that I really started to learn a lot more about lymphedema. I think initially if I had had just more information and, you know, felt like, you know, realized that there was other people that, you know, we're going through the same things that I was, I think that would have really helped because that was something that was hard was that it was like, you know, I didn't really know anybody that was having a similar issue to me. And so, um, you know, it was like, you know, I could talk to people and tell them what I was feeling. Like, you know, some days, you know, you just feel sorry for yourself. Um, and you know, you can talk to people, but it doesn't you know, nobody, I mean, everybody has their own issues, but nobody really had the same one that I was having, you know, nobody could relate and be like, Oh yeah. When I'm struggling with my lymphedema, you know, this is what I do. Um, so I think having access to other people that had lymphedema probably would have really helped a lot because I remember, um, a couple of years ago, I'm a really big bachelor fan. Um, (laughs) And so I was watching The Bachelor and when Cam Ayala um, was on it um, and I was reading an article and I saw that he had lymphedema, I was like, oh my gosh, like he was the first person that I had like, like actually heard a name and a face, you know, of somebody else that had lymphedema like me. Um, and I was so excited and like, it sounds so, I don't know, but like I was so excited that like somebody else, like, I knew that there was somebody else that had the same things that I was going through. So, I think that that is a really big thing. It's just, you know, I think that would have helped a lot to have um, you know, access to other people that were going through the same thing that I was.
0: That's good. I think fellowship and a community to kind of support you is one of the most important things. Um in the opening of the podcast it says that uh, this podcast is here for your journey with lymphedema. Um, to help mm-hmm. you find a community and support. So I think that's extremely important that you you find people that you relate to, that you can talk to about it, that even though they may not be going through the exact same struggle or situation that you're going through, they've they've experienced something similar to it. Yeah. And you can kind of relate to that or get an idea of kind of how they managed it or help them. Um, with something that maybe they're experiencing that you have experienced in the past. And just that community and that communication where you can kind of lean on each other and share and care. I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but um, no,
1: but it's true. It's super
0: true. Um, I know we talked about um, Camp Watch Me when we were there. And that's one of my biggest hopes for kids and I'm thinking about you and like your age and how I hope the next summer, it totally works out for you to be with us at camp because Mm -hmm. that's exactly how the kids last summer left feeling. They came in saying, you know, I kind of just thought it was a, um, this is a quote from Tara. I kind of thought this was just a Tara problem, but after coming Mm -hmm. to camp, she realized it was a Sheila problem and a Kylie and a Noah and a Cora problem. And it wasn't just her. She learned she wasn't alone and that there's others out there that, like Cora, who's really young, they're looking up to her so that when Cora goes through a hard time, she can reach out to one of those girls or even to one of those guys and be like, "Hey, how did you manage this? How did you get through it? Um, and then th- they see you, like as a role model through the rest of your life. So, yeah,
1: but that's a really good way to put it. I like the, the quote from Tara. That's, that's really awesome. That pretty much perfectly describes you know what I've been learning.
0: I really appreciate you being on with me today. Um, Before we close up, is there anything else you kind of want to share about your experience or maybe kind of what you're looking to do in the future to kind of help manage and maintain um, your lymphedema or just like what you're doing to kind of learn more about it, kind of where you're at in your journey?
1: So since going to that learn meeting, um, you know, I remember I can't remember who it was that said it, but somebody that was there, we were talking about, um, you know, explaining to people what lymphedema was and somebody there was like, you know, even if just like one person a year, you tell them about like your lymphedema, that's one more person that knows what lymphedema is and like can lead to, you know, one less person being misdiagnosed. if like more people know about it. Um, and so that's something that like, you know, the, the, this last week with like, world lymphedema day and stuff um I was like okay I'm gonna take this like and you know I just want people to know about this and I want to talk about it um and so you know I had been posting on like my Instagram story um, you know about like world lymphedema day and um I asked people to wear blue with me on world lymphedema day just to get people to be like oh you know like what is this? And like, it worked like several people were like, Oh, you know, what is lymphedema after I posted about world lymphedema day. And, um, so I was able to explain that to them. And, um, and then the next day, you know, several people wore blue with me and it was just a great opportunity to, you know, like talk to people about it. And so that's something that I want to be more involved in going forward is just, you know, being open about what I'm struggling with and, um,
0: you know, the ups and the downs of lymphedema. I think that's so cool because just within that month that's passed from that chapter meeting, you have, you've gone from Amber, a lymphedema patient to Amber, a lymphedema advocate. And I think that's so cool to hear that in your story and just the way that you have taken control of your environment. Cause really that's all you are able to control is what's Mm -hmm. around you, your family, your friends, the people that are in your circle, and you're already advocating right there for education, and you're sharing your story with other people and getting them aware of it as well. So Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. You have graduated from lymphedema patient to lymphedema (laughs) advocate. Thank you. That's very awesome. Well, Amber, I've had a great time talking with you today. And I hope that I get to see you again soon and that we get to hang out at camp. I really
1: appreciate that. Thank you.
0: Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Mother Teresa says, loneliness and the feeling of being unwanted is the most terrible poverty. This podcast is here for you to find friendship and a community for your journey with lymphedema. I hope you enjoyed learning more about Amber's story. Email me with your story if you would like to share lymphedema podcast at gmail.com or visit the Website lymphedema to share a topic for another episode.